Hi, I'm Viv, the Face Behind Skin Farm Aesthetics in Stockton Tees and tonight I thought I'd speak to um, a colleague of mine called Balsam and she's hopefully going to join me in a minute and we're going to be talking about um, Acne Awareness Month. Um, June is Acne Awareness Month and we thought it'd be a good idea to uh, talk to uh, each other about that and find out more about acne. Um, hi Helen, Self Aesthetics UK, hope you're doing well. I'll just see where Balsam is. I've spoken to her a number of times before and she generally has a lot to say about different uh, topics. So I'm just going to uh, see if I can find out. Um, a second. Let's have a look. Yeah, acne. Um, it's a condition that affects a lot of people, unfortunately. And I see a lot of my patients with acne problems who generally have issues having had acne previously in years gone by, usually as a teenager, as teenagers. Hi, Balsam. Hope you're doing well. Oh, here we are. There she is. How are you doing? Nice to I'm fine, yeah. Nice to see you. You're at work, are you right now, Balsam? Literally just finished. Like, literally. Let me close the door. Hang on, give me a second. Let me close the door. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've just literally, literally finished. Um, yeah. So, pack, 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 pack. Chucked everything. So, if you look <laughs> quite nice and neat, it's because everything is at the corner. <laughs> oh right. Okay. As, as, as long as you're keeping well yourself anyway, it's nice to yeah. nice to see you again. We've spoken a few times about different topics and yeah. tonight I was just mentioning there, we're looking at Acne Awareness Month. June this month is all about acne and we both deal with patients with with acne problems, unfortunately. Um we're both pharmacists and we've worked in the NHS for too long many, I think. Years. <laughs> I, many years i've i've been working for like 27 28 years um in the nhs and acne is a big problem for patients so i thought i'd speak to you about it and one thing i didn't realize before earlier today a few hours ago is that acne has affected you uh, personally hasn't oh, it yeah so I, i've had it for years and i'm talking about decades not not just years and i've had it all the way through to my mid-30s, in fact. So um, I've tried everything. I, I, you know, when, I, when people say they've tried everything, they, they haven't really tried everything until yeah. they come to a space like the ones we have in aesthetic clinics. But within my knowledge and within what the NHS can offer, I, I've yeah. tried them. So, so, you know, done the myths and the, and, um, and I remember, just today putting a post up about the toothpaste now yeah. i was a toothpaste girl i used to put that toothpaste <laughs> on my face <laughs> and i don't even know why we even have we have like this zit community in those days before the political correctness of what you should say but we all did the same thing we just put toothpaste on our faces we tried everything now yeah. now having to sit there spending two three hours trying to cover a spot and another spot and another spot and another spot feeling so self-conscious feeling your confidence is down feeling yeah. um feeling that you are inadequate in a way even to establish simple relationships and friendships feeling that that everyone's just looking at your spots rather than looking at you or if they talk yeah. to you they're not looking at you you think they're not looking into your eyes or they're not looking facing you but they're actually focusing on your on your spots um yeah it's quite debilitating it really is yeah. quite debilitating to a point that and i remember saying that to you before hair used to be worn right right across my yeah. face you always look down you always hunched you you know you're caked with makeup and actually your makeup looks incredibly dry as a result of it and it's no good for you because in those days even the makeup we're not talking about millions of years ago, but come on, you know, cosmetic industry has evolved a great deal. But makeup yeah. wasn't non-comedogenic. Oil-free formulations weren't that popular. So you end up adding to insult to injury. And yeah. the thought of having to be the wash and go girl or the, you know, slap a sun cream, even the sun cream, that wasn't something else. Or, you know, slap anything on and go. 
um, Sapa lip gloss and a mascara and go girl. It wasn't that type of look that I had, you know. So um, it does debilitate you without a shadow of a doubt. It, it, yeah. You feel so, so vulnerable. So yeah. I, vowed, yeah. I vowed that this is going to be one of the biggest focal points in my in my profession to help yeah. those who walk those journey with me or about to embark so they don't have yeah. to go through what I had to do and literally yeah. go through the, the, the system until I actually got isotretinoin as a as a medication. But how lovely it is not to be able to be on this medication and I do I do respect that medication a great deal and I think yeah. it's a wonder drug. But it's, it's not for everybody, you know. So yeah. that's the reality yeah. is not for everybody. So, yeah. so how wonderful to be able to offer a complete care solution to someone's yeah. skin health without having to go into these drastic measures, if it's possible. Um, yeah. And now here we are. We are in this position. So, so yeah, it's it's not not all healthcare practitioners are in the same position as yourself, knowing what it actually feels like to be affected by a condition that you would normally treat for somebody else. So in some ways, you've got better hindsight and you've got better personal knowledge about the effects on people in a normal day-to-day -day basis. So I think you're fortunate to be able to be in that position. Um, so with acne, I think, well, I was going to just talk a little bit, just a small amount, just about the condition itself, yeah. what normally is done to treat it, and really more to do with what we can do to help patients with problems associated with acne. So acne, we, we both um, learned about different skin problems, different treatments available for acne. Generally, acne, it, it may well have happened with you in your teenage years. Increased oil production, increased problems with certain areas of, of the body, the face, the neck, the back, the chest, possibly. Um, it's to do with um, what's known currently is the fact that it's changes in the skin that are caused by production of oils. And the oils are affected by hormones that everyone produces naturally. In individuals that suffer from acne, unfortunately, the oil-producing glands around the body in the skin are more sensitive to hormone changes. And even normal hormone changes, unfortunately, in acne sufferers can produce um, a reaction of excess oil produced from the skin surface. And when the pores are blocked as a result of this excess oil production it can create the symptoms of acne which is spots redness inflammation and pus pus production of pus unfortunately and the causes um affect how the treatment's carried out that's so that's the reason we need to know what the problem is in order to be able to treat it properly now for yourself um, was it the normal classic symptoms of acne that you'd get from time to time? Well, yes. So, so I um, had had the so as a as a patient or as a personal perspective or as, from from as a, both both as a patient and as a practitioner. Yeah. So, so I had um, you name it. I had it. So I had the postules and the papules. I had the uh, open comedones and I had the closed comedones, uh, which are really the white heads and the black heads. Um, I had the inflammation. I had I had the rawness. There were pus. My spots had spots, and it got to a point that if I didn't have, if I didn't do something about it, it would turn nodular, and then it may create a bigger problem, which is the scarring, because we don't want to end up with a reminder of what we went through. So, yeah. so prevention or treat, early treatment is better than trying to rescue and, and damage limit and remedy and fight fire and what have you. So yeah. I've had them all. And as we know, the acne has different gradings. There could be a mild to moderate to severe to really severe. So I literally had everything. And what happens to every single acne sufferer is that they tend to then go into this frenzy of overwashing. So they yeah. wash and wash and wash and start, start using, just thinking in their mind, their skin yeah. is very dirty. So they start to clean and they start to do their home surgery. Let's not forget the home surgery where they start to pop their own zits and then, yeah. and then embedding the, the uh, infection well within. So 
when you end up in a situation that your skin is incredibly dry, it turns into an overcompensatory mechanism to try to substitute for that moisture. Then you end up with extre extreme blockage. And then with that extreme blockage, the cycle starts to continue. And then we need to, so here we are. Do we then now start to go to a, 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 um, a convention route? And the NHS has a convention route that's actually governed by the NICE guidelines. And we have a NICE guidelines in place that we do tend to adhere to. Uh, depending on the type of acne grading, whether it's primary care or secondary care. But it gets to a point then, then where then do you go from here? What other options are there available? Um, if I knew that laser could help me or IPL could help me, uh, now, yeah. now we have a wonderful machine such as the Aerolaser that, that, that works into micropulse of the NDAG that treats all skin types. If I knew then that would help me, then I may have been able to, to gain access to it. But was it available at the time? I'm not so sure. If I knew yeah. all those peels that are available or, or the concoction of, of all sorts of things, rather than to have to go to the root of the antibiotic, which I am not an advocate of personally because I'm not treating the cause. I am yeah. just treating the bacteria that's causing the acne, but not the acne, the reason for the acne. So get back to the cause and see the reasons why this is happening. So do, did we go for the, all the wonderful retinoids that we have in, in place right now, you know, the pharmaceutical retinoids or even the skin care maintenance retinoids that we have in place that we didn't have in those days. It was pretty much very much nice guidelines type, and we still have to respect those. They're there for mm. a reason. But just, being, just know that the outside the NHS, where there are budgetary con constraints, there are, there are solutions that we yeah. Yeah. work with. Um, but yeah. yes, I've had them all. I've had it all. But did I use everything? Did I, did I try all? Well, no. Now that I'm in this position that I'm in, I absolutely didn't try all. You know, yeah. so much yeah. I could have had. Maybe it wasn't there at the time. Who knows? Yeah. So there is a lot more information available about treatments available yeah. for acne sufferers. Um, acne, it's not just the condition itself, which is a problem. It's, it's the long-term effects of acne as a, as a teenager. It can happen at any age. It, it generally starts in the teenage years during puberty, but it can actually appear at any age, um, unfortunately. But... The patients I see in my clinic, a lot of them, unfortunately, have had acne in the past in their in in their teenagers when they're 12, 12, 12 to eighteen, around about that age. They have symptoms of acne, and they unfortunately pick at the spots. They squeeze the acne spots. They cause problems with scarring, and scarring is one of the biggest issues yeah. with acne as a condition unfortunately and the problem with that is the nhs do not treat on a, on a normal basis um the side effects that are created as a result of acne the condition itself so scarring and pigmentation problems happen and you'll know from people you see and treat in pharmacy and in aesthetic work that those problems are treatable but it's not always treatable on the NHS because of it being classed as a cosmetic problem. And because of that, I think patients don't always know what is available for them to use to help them following um, a period of acne suffering. So I think what, what I thought would be a good idea for us to talk about really is your experience of, of treatments that have worked and also issues you found in your patients that are looking for effective care and treatment following acne. So as I say, I've got patients in their 30s and 40s, they've had acne in their teen years, and they're now looking for ways of helping them with scarring problems and pigmentation. So in terms of that, there's, a, there's different treatments that are available. There's things like um, laser, laser treatments, as you've mentioned, laser resurfacing treatments, yes. steroid treatments, which sometimes used as injections, um, micro needling, a few other things. So I thought we'd talk about that if you were, um, if that was a, a good way yes, of, to get into the area yeah. of treatment. Yeah. So, so the first thing, the first thing that that's the most important part. Before I begin, am I going dark in this? Uh, no, no, you're nice and bright. 
Oh, we okay because it looks it's gone dark anyway. I don't mind because it looks quite demure. That's right. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay, so the first the first thing I, I'd say the most important thing that is is uh, the consultation, because this is where we need to make sure that we have all the elements of uh, what makes an effective consultation. So whether it's communication through um, what I call music and dance, which is basically observing both my, um, my, the way that I come across, plus my body language, as well as the patient's body language, because a lot of the um, communication can come through unspoken words. A lot of them, it could be an embarrassment, it could be something that they can't really talk about, they need to just, oh, sometimes they under, they dilute the problem, or they dilute the concern, which they try to sort of make it not that, that much of a bother to them, but then once the, you start to unravel and unravel, you realize actually it's quite a big problem for them. So the consultation is key to identify where, where they are in the journey, any family history, any sort of uh, lifestyle, because bear in mind, as you said, we are both pharmacists, but we both also worked extensively with the public. So we don't just sit there and look at just the medication from the drug or, or the pharmaceutical or the prescription only. You know, that we look at the well-being, we look at the supplementation, we look at what they're eating, we look at the lifestyle as a whole. So you have, you encompass everything there and you take your whatever you've learned in your past and you bring it forward into what you're doing there because it has to be a relationship between you and that patient and you're walking an acne-free journey rather than an acne treatment and that's so, so, so important. So once you've done, you've identified that, obviously, when it comes to their age or medication and the history, then you begin to tailor. But the tailoring a, 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 a treatment has to be a two-way approach. So some people may not be able to have the laser treatment that they want to have because maybe they'll be, uh, no, it's not really a case now or recently because of COVID, but a lot of times they may have had sort of sun holidays. Maybe that's not something that they would be able to have. There are many laser treatments that may be not suitable for certain Fitzpatricks. So we need to be able to make sure that we offer the right equipment for these patients. Um, for me personally, I, um, I am more of a progressive rather than aggressive type of treatment um, approach. So I would go for a progressive approach to rather little and often to get there rather than blast and, and uh, you know, and try and source it out from there because we have to get into a journey and that journey doesn't incorporate the treatment itself. It has to incorporate the maintenance of it and the maintenance has to be skincare. Look, this is 100% um, key to everything that I do that regardless of the treatments that I would give, it will only be as good as what it is but if you do not feed it with the maintenance of skincare and and also sun protection, you will be back to square one and we're finding that we're having to keep chasing and chasing and chasing. Yeah. Um, do I ever, do I combine prescription only medication, which is apart from the retinoids with, um, with my treatments? Yes, if there is a need for it and if I feel that there is a clinical need and I weigh the benefits, the risks, yes, as a prescriber, I would. Um, do I like the, uh, to give antibiotics on a long-term basis? No, I don't. I am one of them. I had them. I didn't, you know, it, it yeah. really, really affected my gut. I don't yeah. think I need to then start to clear something else because I'm trying to address this thing. Um, yeah. I have patients who had ear tinnitus as a result yeah. of their long use of antibiotics, you know, so do I really want to put a patient through that? No, there is no need. In terms of in terms of acne scarring, we've got to make sure that we know the type of scar, whether the scar will work for this patient. Not all scars will be treated and treated with, with these devices. So identify the type of scarring that we have, whether it's ice pick, rolling, box scar scarring, and then find how we can work towards those. Sometimes a multidisciplinary approach is much better than a unified approach or, un, or, a, or a singular approach. It's always better to have, um, as you are doing a beautiful dish, you never just put salt. You know, you will always just see, you know, you'll add your, your own ingredients into it to make sure that you reach the desired outcome. Similarly with yeah. this, identify the, the issue, identify there may be multifactorial issues. There may be a scar, there may be active acne, there may be hyperpigmentation. There may be all sorts of reasons that this, this patient has. And they are also worried about their lines and wrinkles. Because acne is not teenage only. It could be yeah. pre-menopausal, post-menopausal, and now we are faced with them with the with the perils and the dreaded 
um, situation with the maskne. So, yeah. so much going on at the moment with regards to acne, not just the conventional, oh, I've got spots. Um, yeah. so got to reach, you, your treatment has to be as individual as the patient that you're treating, and no two faces are ever the same. Yeah, so, so yeah. That, that's, that's my approach to it. So no, yeah, yeah. a protocol that you have from a safety perspective, but you uh, you tweak, you harmonize, and amalgamate towards you to, in order to reach the most uh, suitable treatment outcome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you, you mentioned about skincare. It's it's something I think that that people perhaps don't um, realize um, can make a difference in terms of improvement yeah. of acne symptoms. Um, but again, it, it falls down back to going to look at the cause of the problem in the first place. You can't just throw medication at individuals to sort a problem out when you don't know what the actual cause of the problem is. And that unfortunately is a big problem in aesthetics. The, the principles we use to treat patients in the NHS don't always seem to translate in the world of aesthetics, I find. I use principles I've learned in the NHS to do my aesthetics work. But when I speak to other practitioners, they seem to have completely forgotten what they were doing in the NHS and following a protocol and treating patients according to what the problem actually is, not just guessing and throwing drugs at them willy-nilly. Um, but in terms of skincare, what, what would your advice be in terms of use of skincare to patients with acne problems, perhaps they've got acne already or they've got the problems associated with scarring um, or trying to maintain their skin in, in as good a condition as possible with the problem of, of acne in the background. So the, the most important thing is do not overdo it. Um, and I speak that from a personal perspective as well as a professional one. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of us, including myself, overwashed, overwashed. Yeah over scrubbed, over exfoliated, over did everything. And yeah. that causes a, a, a compensatory mechanism where you've got then a rebound effect of oil secretion, and then you end up with adding insult to injury. So just, there is a notion that the, the skin is not clean. It's not that at all. It's, it's what goes on from within. So, yeah. so um, make sure that the skin is hydrated. Being moisturized and hydrated, um, are two separate things in fact and so but and be mindful of what products you use so uh, gentle cleansers great as well as non-comedogenic cleansers they are fantastic um, and sometimes you're having a, a an exfoliating which which with mild acids is not an it's not a problem at all there yeah. are acids that are incredibly gentle compared to the the bigger ones so and we you know we know salicylic acid is is yeah. is incredibly important when it comes to acne there are yeah. counter medication that would have a small percentage of salicylic acid in there but also we have um, others that are such as mandelic acid mandelic acid yeah. is a larger molecule but it also has an antibacterial effect so yeah. so you know we 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 have um, solutions that can have these uh, these ingredients in other formulations that are are supplied within the active world may use botanical botanically derived um, yeah. and they are fantastic they're fantastic for those who may not want to use the you know the the sort of the i wouldn't say natural there is no natural yeah. as well yeah. it <laughs> bugs me the word natural so yeah. so, so there are botanically derived or maybe synthetically derived but you know they work you know people some people you have to have, give people options so yeah. retinoids in terms of creams uh, they can vary from your retinols um, to yeah. your retinoic acids now in between those there is something called retinaldehyde you know so so but be mindful that there are the way that the retinoid family works as an umbrella of vitamin a not all of them are there to tackle acne some of them yeah. are anti-aging while yeah. others are acne acne targeted so yeah. when you look at the acne target ones there are the adapalines they are the tretinoins they are you know these are the ones and of course if you want to go hardcore then we're looking at the oral acid tretinoin but yeah. to maintain good maintenance and making sure that your skin is fit skin fit is yeah. ensuring that you have got your hydration in place 
gentle moisturizers. You can use exfoliating agents, which with low percentages of glycolics and, and yeah. mandelics or salicylics, and there are plenty there. And hence the reason why we are in this position that we are able to give that consultation to it once we see that patient and see how, it, yeah. how, how their skin um, performs and treats because it's a journey. Now, yeah. for me, in terms of um, the most important maintenance, I would say, regardless of whether you have acne or no acne, is sun protection. Sun protection reduces the risk of hyperpigmentation. If you have got a situation where the skin is compromised, then um, the last thing we want is to, to not be protected. Yeah. On top of the acne, we're going to get premature aging. And then on top of it, we may get the risk of skin cancer. There are beautiful formulations out there, and I do stock certainly. There are acne, uh, oil-free sun protection factors. Yeah. So it doesn't really have to be, um, you know, sticky, tacky, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be any of, the, uh, of these things. There are oil-free formulations that yeah. are non-perfume, very uh, non-comedogenic, hypoallergenic, even though those terms, the hypoallergenic is... Um, um, a very vague term in terms of how in terms of testing etc but still yes. there is some sort of allergy testing that's been done but anything yeah. that does not block your pores is yeah your skin despite this it may be over secretion of sebaceous every of, of sebum uh, you still need moisture you still need hydration sorry you still need hydration yeah. so um anti-inflammatory um Products, I am a great advocate of beta-glucan. As you know me, I've always talked about beta-glucan more than hyaluronic acid because I feel beta-glucan does a lot more as an anti-inflammatory and also it does more than retain water. It, yeah. it, 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 it actually penetrates deeper within. So keep your hydration into your skin and acne-prone skin. That's incredibly important. Make sure that you use um, items that are gentle but able to even try to slough away the, that, that, that layer of the skin. Yeah. Sun protection is my biggest best friend. I will never leave home without it, regardless of any time of the year, because I do. I want to make sure I reduce the risk of hyperpigmentation onto my skin yeah. and hydrate. That's that's really, really important. And then just watch out what even type of makeup. There are lots of makeup now that's non-comedogenic, that is um, acne-friendly makeup. So, yeah. So do you know there are lots of lots of counters there and you know luckily I do love makeup and I do like yeah. to use makeup and I can I can give you a very um, embryonic advice on makeup I'm not a makeup artist you can see it just doesn't look like a makeup artist but <laughs> I will say well, exactly you know the, what's um, what you should go out for what brands maybe maybe um, available for 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 patients to maybe explore you know so yes. and then the rest will be uh, the the great girls on the makeup counters they'll be able to to give that advice but um yeah. try to minimize the makeup but everybody you know we we want to we want to celebrate whatever style we want to have and we yeah, should yeah. acne be the reason why we don't so let's yeah. clear it and or, or manage it and yeah. to reveal more confidence no, no, that's, that's good advice. I think people sometimes find it very difficult. We've spoken before about, about cosmetics and cosmeceuticals, as we call them, based on um, evidence-based ingredients in cosmetic products. <clears throat> and I, as you know, I've got my own range available because because of problems with people just not knowing what to use and there's such a big range of cosmetic products available for, for different people, different skin types. And I think the, the whole issue of different skin types is just brought ahead by cosmetic companies because they want to build a bigger and bigger range of products that they think suit a specific skin type. But skin is the same in everybody. There's variations that can cause certain problems, but we know what works in terms of good skincare. And I think it's a question of letting people understand and letting them know what is effective and what we know isn't. And that, that I think, can help a lot of people become more confident in being able to buy products that they will hopefully get a benefit from. It's difficult to say everything will work equally well in everybody. There's always variation. But... If we base it on evidence and we can treat patients based on that, 
they're more likely to um, understand why we're doing something and they're more likely to gain a benefit as a result of following advice that we give them. That, that's what I find. Um, but there's, there's, there's a lot of products available and people will always have difficulty. So in terms of supporting them, what would you say if somebody was bothered about an acne condition, say they're watching this and they're thinking to themselves, Balsam's talking about, um, you know, different products, but, but where, where do I start? What do I do? Where do I go? What, what, what do I do as a patient? She's telling me all this stuff about following advice, everything being tailored for everyone individually. But where do I start? What, what do I do? I've been to my doctor. I've been on a different treatments. I've been on Zinerate. I've been on treatments where I rub creams and ointments on my skin. I've I've been advised to take antibiotics and I don't want to. Um, what shall I do? I've got a problem and I don't seem to be getting any help at all with my acne. What would you say to them? God, it sounds like me when I was there. You just described yeah. me at that time. Uh, and it's exactly how I how I felt. You know, you, you we are put into this stepwise fashion of how we you know whether you're going to use a benzoyl peroxide and then you can add some sort of retinoids or you may add an antibiotic with a benzoyl peroxide until you go to a point before you tear your hair out um and or draw circles of lip of lip line around your spots to say look doctor can you just see are you you know it's it, you get to that point and i have to say hats off to the to the medics now the gps are far more receptive to the um to the uh, the, the concerns of acne sufferers uh, yeah. before it was oh yes it'll go away you know you know you you'll uh, yeah. grow out of it that's that's a lot of what i had at the time um i think it's really important to reach out reaching out to to people like us um and i hope people feel that they are happy to reach out we do offer consultations and we offer video consultations so you don't even have to be in the same city to do it yeah. you don't have to be physically here in my clinic to do it so i uh, really important just to, to to speak to somebody to understand how air uh, your concerns air uh, your ideas your expectations your goals you know we are here for you you know unless we know what is bothering you we will not be able to formulate a plan to treat you and this yeah. plan is a management plan we will walk that journey it's called a journey and not a treatment and i keep having to actually emphasize on that everything yeah. is a journey because with that journey you get to know your your practitioner and you get to know your practitioner's way of trying to help you and they get to know you so that yeah. relationship is important for you to get the sh that shared outcome that shared agenda and that finish line and yeah. the rest is maintenance so what do I say is I wish I had someone like me, Vivek, when I was me, younger me. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had someone like you when I was yeah. younger Because I had to be the person that has to search through this. And thank goodness, you know, I've got a pharmacology degree at the, under my belt. I've got a pharmacy degree. Now I've got a prescribing, you know, qualification. So I didn't go there with no knowledge. I yeah, went yeah. There a fair amount of pharmacological pharmaceutical knowledge and and also working so it's not as if i went there completely blank and yet still i felt that i was in a jungle yeah I still yeah. felt that i felt that i was trying to fight to be heard and that's something really important for for those who aren't in the position that i feel i was in a better position and yet i still felt i wish i had someone like me and someone like you to reach yeah. out to and say how can you help me how yeah. Can you help me? What what yeah. options are there apart from my uh, Panoxyl and my Zinaret and my Duac and you know, is there anything else that you can do for me apart from yeah. that? Or I don't want to be on linocycline. I don't want to be on you know um, erythromycin. I don't want to be on these on these medication. Uh, you know, where do you go from there? So it's yeah. it's really important that we offer a complete care solution to this. Yeah that may not necessarily be ingestion yeah. or yeah. application. You know. Yeah, there, 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 is, there is a lot of support available for acne sufferers. And I think perhaps a lot of people don't always see beyond their doctor. 
perhaps they've been to the doctor, they've been treated for acne, maybe some years has passed and they've been left with the problems that they may have had as a result of the acne from years prior. And as I say, I see, I see patients, unfortunately, with the remnants of acne, the scarring problems in particular. And I, I carry out particular treatments for acne sufferers that have scarring problems. Um, I use certain chemical peel treatments that work well. Um, they, there is a number of different treatments. There's also non-surgical treatments. I use um, treatments including um, subcision, needle subcision, to actually help with scar tissue reduction. And there's, there's lots of cosmetic treatments available for sufferers. Um, it's just a question of education, I think. If people have a better idea of what's available, they've got a better idea of what may help them with a certain condition, they're more likely to try and find out about it. Um, as you say, not everything suits everybody, but that's why it takes somebody that knows about the subject to talk to them about it properly and look at the options, weigh up ideas, look at what's actually bothering the patient in the first place. Um, did you have problems with scarring yourself? Well, I, um, I'm going to be honest, and since it's just you and me listening to each other now. <laughs> <laughs> now well, I, I started, you know, like I said to you, you know, I came into this, you know, with my skin condition, I felt it's a jungle out there. But at the yeah. same time, I came there knowing exactly what drugs are what. You know, I've done I've done a degree before. I've done another degree in pharmacy. You know, I've got a fair amount of knowledge of physiology and 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 um, and pharmacology and also pharmaceutics. So so and I still had to really find my way. So I thought, well, the only thing that's missing in my life is to introduce a psychology in it. No, yeah. I wasn't heard. I wasn't heard. Fit. I had to go yeah. to the doctors and say, you know what, doc. At this rate, I'm never going to get a boyfriend. I'm never going to get married. I can't, you know, <laughs> that is why, honestly, I'm never going to get, you know, I'm finding it really difficult to, to have relationships. And it's not that I'm lying about it because a yeah. relationship doesn't have to be a uh, intimate one. It could be yeah. being amongst friends and peers and you feel, you know, I wish I had that, you know, I don't want to be sitting there in the camera when everybody's taking a photo yeah. and crying away. So, yeah doesn't really have to be this is all of these things really does affect and yes we have yeah. acne positivity and acne but let's not try to normalize something that can affect people whilst everybody's right is to look and feel beautiful and everybody's beautiful from within and everybody's skin is beautiful however let's not try to force somebody into normality when they are not feeling comfortable about the way they feel so yeah. so it's everybody's right to feel if they are confident to be with your with your skin that happens to have acne, no problem. But let's not box people into this situation that you are you are beautiful as you are. Yes, we are. But let's not try to drive people forcefully into that. We've got to yeah. make sure we don't normalize the situation. We allow yeah. people to have the the option to be who we who they are. Yeah. If they want to stay fantastic, if they don't, they've got they've got mechanisms that will be able to help them. Yeah. People be able to reach for them now got to that point where if i wasn't at that point where i had to reach out and introduce the psychological aspects into my situation into my plight then i i then i was referred to secondary care where then i went on to the isotretinoin and i was placed on isotretinoin and with everything that was you know read the information leaflet i knew that there were situations that it felt, you felt like the suicidal tendencies my goodness yeah, yeah. You know, I felt really terrible. But I yeah. found, even in, in, in my pharmacy, that I that I would tell my patients that you will feel this way, but don't let that be the reason, you know, at least you yeah. know. Now, if I didn't go on that, I would have been incredibly scarred. And even when I see myself against the light, there is an element of roller. Yeah. I see that. I do see that. So so whilst it doesn't, you know, and I, and I worked on skin resurfacing, I microneedle my face myself. I do that, you know, if I can do it to my patients, I do. And I'm meticulously religious to microneedle myself every five, four to five weeks. And I do that yeah. without shadow without. I will never go without. So yeah. there are things that I would do to make sure I support my infrastructure of my skin uh, now that I know more. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's good that you can talk freely about how it's affected you. I think a lot of practitioners... Um, 
healthcare practitioners, in my experience, don't always see how problems like acne affect the patient in their normal lives. They look at figures, they look at statistics, they look at symptoms, but they don't really look at the person as a whole. And I think that's one of the problems with with being treated in the NHS when you've got a problem like acne. You seem, in my experience, I can't talk about anyone else, but in patients I've seen working in pharmacy, uh, working in surgery, working in primary care, um, the patients feel like they just are never heard. They're never listened to. Nobody's listening to anything they're saying. And drugs are getting thrown at them on prescription. They get put on repeat prescriptions. Nothing's helping. They're getting more and more mentally drained as a result of it. And I didn't realize just how big a problem anxiety and depression is in individuals that suffer from acne. I, I honestly didn't know it was that bad. I'm, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an example of it. You know, I was hiding away. I said no to a lot of parties. I said no to a lot of gatherings. I used to, when they used to take photos, I used to hide behind the last one where you can just maybe see a little bit of a, you know, that was me. So for me to share that journey with, there's a, there's a, a fine line between sympathy and you either have sympathy, which is we shouldn't be having sympathy. We shouldn't yeah. be dismissive either, but the empathy is incredibly important. So, so yeah. I share my, I'm open and honest with my patients. I share my journey with my patients. They need to understand that I relate to them. I relate, I hear yeah. them. I hear what they're saying. I know what they're going through. And that's really, really important for me. It was, it was psychological, psychological. And I, and, and I wasn't in a good place. I didn't like it. I even down to your posture. Now you take your yeah. antibiotics. What is it going to do to your gut? And now yeah. everything is about gut health, gut yeah. health and skin, gut health and skin. Every, you know, so where do we go from here? It's a vicious cycle. One of the things I was looking at is factors affecting the possible causes of, of acne and things that can worsen it. Um, diet, uh, there's more research that's been carried out looking at the effect of diet. I think this is a lot more work that's going to be carried out in terms of dietary research. But things like um, foods, um, carbohydrates, sugars, in particular foods that have got something called a high GI index, um, they tend to have detrimental effects on the skin in acne sufferers. And I think there's a lot more work that's looking at how that can be overcome. But one of the things that's suggested is to try and minimise really sweet foods, you know, foods that can that can potentially cause problems in acne sufferers. Um, did you, have you found that yourself in patients perhaps you treat or, or in yourself in the past? Myself, certainly. And in my, in my time, it was, uh, there is no evidence to suggest that sugar, actually chocolate actually makes acne worse. But the beauty of science, it's evo it evolves and you see more yeah. discoveries or revelations. There's nothing in life, in my opinion, is a discovery. I don't believe in discoveries. I only believe in revelations. It was meant to be. That's the time it's supposed to be. Bingo. So yeah. the reason why we are in this situation that we, we, in my days, there was no chocolate doesn't cause it. No, you know, there's no evidence to suggest that chocolate will make your acne worse. But I'm thinking, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it's... did. I remember it doing. But it, you, there's no evidence to suggest it. But now more and more it's showing. And also bear in mind that, you know what you are they processed foods is it refined sugar is it yeah you know, are, you know even now milk uh there's yeah. of thought, some say semi-skimmed is the one that's the acne culprit yeah, yeah. is the acne culprit so <laughs> so we we need to see which who's going to win to be the acne yeah. culprit but um having a balanced diet is important uh i think there is a lot of work about fermented food and making sure that your bacterial flora is yeah. in, in, in a tip-top condition. There are many companies that do sell, um, you know, um, sort of gut, gut stabilizers or, or anything that would be able to help that. We also have yeah. a prescription. Uh, pres we, it's not a prescription, but a lot of doctors prescribe it and I do yeah. it as well, which is, which is a probiotic specifically, just yeah. a great probiotic. So, there are ways you can, you are nourish, you, you are what you eat and what goes, what's inside tends to manifest. Remember I said to you before, I think in many, one of the lines, our skin is the 
And we know that the skin is the largest living organ in the body and yeah. it's a powerful indicator of what goes on inside. So yeah. if we try, try to make sure that we, we deal with the gut health and have an, adopt a, a, a more healthy lifestyle and work on our skin health from the top, we have a synergistic approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I, this really was was going to be a short, uh, short, short live. We always we always but end up talking for longer. It's never short. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always enjoyable. I always enjoy talking to you in a live, anyway, Balsam. Um, but yet, yeah, that pretty much summed up um, what I wanted to speak to you about in terms of the fact that this is Acne Awareness Month. Um, in terms of support for, for individuals, there's lots of sources of support. Patients that may well be thinking they've got a problem with acne right at the beginning. There's always NHS support that can go to the doctor. There is the likes of the NHS website people can have a look at, find out more about the condition. There's also charities like the British Skin Foundation. They provide a lot of great support and they are a charity that are looking into research to try and help um, individuals with different skin problems, not just acne, but research is, is an important aspect of looking at how patients can be helped, not just now, but in the future. And I think the more work is, that's done to look at how improvements can be made, the better the outcome will be in future years for acne sufferers. Um, but yeah, British Skin Foundation, is there any other areas you could you could think of that patients so could access information? Important just to make sure that if home into the, the NHS website will have that. I think there are forums, fantastic forums, just to make sure yeah. that you, you know, and, and reach out to us where we could then research yeah. for you have more, more information. Also, there is, um, Understand the type of acne, because a lot of people tend to assume acne is perioral dermatitis or yeah. acne is rosacea. So if I have something here, then it must be, you know, I'm suddenly developed acne. So, so it's, it's, this is the importance of actually trying to identify, you know, is it the acne that you've had all your life or you suddenly developed acne or do you think it is acne just because it happens to be spots on your yeah. face doesn't necessarily mean it's acne. So there are many really, um, different manifestations of a spot a spot comes yeah. uh, comes with different faces not just one so yeah so <laughs> I, th I think as, as as you mentioned um, there is support there available for patients with current acne symptoms that may be already being treated by the doctor they may not think they're getting the support that they need there's always somebody that they can speak to if they're not happy um there's also as i say there's the individuals that may have had acne in the past and they're left with the problems associated following that things like acne scarring and pigmentation problems and that's where i think we come in now as aesthetic specialists um with our history in pharmacy and clinical pharmacy and prescribing we we've got a good background and we've got good experience in speaking to and treating patients with acne problems I've done that. Well. We, if it's something that we don't offer, I don't have a great big laser machine here. Yeah, yeah. But I know enough, you know, having working with my the, the surrounding stakeholders or the community of, of, of clinicians around me, uh, I'm yeah. able to, I don't just abandon this patient. This is yeah. being a healthcare professional. You don't just abandon that patient. You, you, yeah. They are a patient. They are not a client. They are not yeah. a customer. They are a patient. So, so you, around my area, I know which clinics that will do which have reputable machines and devices yeah. because, and i know then i will say well you know you do need to go to this or i pick up the phone and speak to the colleague i have a question yeah. would you be able to see them would you be able to help them would you be able to consult them and see how you you know you, you we can move forward with this because what i i don't have that modality yeah. to be able to yeah. take the next level or the next step it may not yeah. be a next level but that's a, that specifically that type of modality is the most suitable option for them so, yeah. um, you know, being in that situation that we are in, it, it's, it's ideal because it's a 360 degree approach to, to skin health. And yeah. Really yeah. No, that, that's good. Um, I, I, think, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, I think we've had a good chat about acne. We've had a good look at what's affected you in your own life, uh, unfortunately. But it's also helped us to look at what can be done as a result of that. And hopefully patients and clients will 
find out about what can be done to help them. And there's people like us that they can speak to whenever they need to. And as you say, there's a network of practitioners that specialise in different areas of practice that we can always ask um, for advice from or we can get the patients to speak to them directly. So there is help there for patients with acne. Definitely. And, and we, what, what we don't want to do is get to a point where the psychology, where it, where it leaves a scar that's beyond skin deep. And that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the one that we don't want to happen, you know, so, yeah. so and it can. So uh, treat it early, uh, just get, you know, just, just be all over it before it gets, it gets a little bit too far. And then uh, we're having to um, fight fire or damage limit or, you know, yeah. it can be expensive at that point as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that's excellent. That's excellent. I've, I've really enjoyed chatting to you again about uh, about acne on this occasion. Um, but we may well speak um, over the next few weeks about about maybe other aspects of acne or maybe other skin problems. Um, as I say, we're both available to contact and people can get in touch with us whenever they like. We'll happy to speak to them about different problems that they may have and. Hopefully this will have helped at least one person that might have thought about issues related to their acne. If it helps one, that's all that matters to me, really. If I just want to, I just want to matter to one. You know, if that's yeah, yeah. just that one, it's absolutely fine. And I'm sure it's the Great. same with you. Bit. It is. If, if there's enough that we've done today just to help one person, that's more than I think we could hope to do. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And we're, we are also acne sufferers, guys. So, um, you know. Yeah. We, we're not we're not immune <laughs> yeah yeah oh, we no, still no. get them we still get them it's not that we don't get them. we still get them <laughs> we just know what to no it's, about. Been, it's been great great chatting with you again balsam um i'll just say thanks a lot for joining me and um, it's been great uh, talking to you again over all this time it always goes on for longer than i expect but yeah. that's always the case now you can come and help me clean up this <laughs> <laughs> You're a bit far, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, I'll do it. I'll do it via Instagram Live if possible. <laughs> but anyway, thanks a lot. And um, this will be posted up now, and uh, people can watch it when they've got a time. And if, as I say, if they want to talk, talk to us and ask us any questions about acne and treatment for it, just get in touch and we'll have to speak That's to them. Um, skinpharma.co.uk um, as I say they can get in touch via Instagram send us a message and I do video consultations all the time with patients so same with yourself I think yeah exactly great okie dokie awesome you enjoy yourself and I will catch up with you over the next few weeks at least um, looking at some other subject that we can chat about on Instagram perfect, perfect. but I'm sure we've got plenty to talk about yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Balsam. All the best. Take care. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.